What do you do when the big tech overlords deploy their speech Gestapo onto those who violate the rules of approved speech? Well, if you're Andrew Torba, you start your own social media platform, and then you barrel through every obstacle meant to shut you down, and you do so while driving major media bonkers. I'm Paul Dragu, and this is Freedom is the Cure. Joining me today is Andrew Torba, the CEO and the founder of Gab, the social media platform. Thanks for joining me, Andrew. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Now, Andrew, you started Gab in 2016 after having spent some time in Silicon Valley, where it sounds like you were a little ahead of the curve and noticed the censorship culture and apparatus that was building. And so you decided to do something about it. You started your own social media platform. And I got to say, man, looking from the outside in, it seems to have been one heck of a ride from you. Uh, you've been canceled and deplatformed by email, email services, hosting services, uh, registrar. You've even had your whole family, it looks like, blacklisted by Visa. It's been one thing after another, it seems like. And of course, you're a mainstay in major media. You're a mainstay uh, target of major media. Looking back, did you anticipate this is how rough it was going to be? And looking back on it, would you still have done it? Oh, I definitely would have done it. I would do it all over again in a heartbeat because, you know, what we're doing is so important. Uh, you know, prote protecting free speech and protecting the free flow of information in this country, you know, especially with the medical tyranny that we're seeing right now, the rigged elections that we're seeing right now, um, you know, all of this stuff that's going on, people need a place to discuss it and to discover truth. Um, and you know, that's why I would I would absolutely do it again in a heartbeat. Did I expect that it would be this bad and accelerate this fast? Um, I knew it was going to get bad because, you know, I again, I was living and working in Silicon Valley and I knew these people. I was in the inner circle of inner circles, you know, rubbing elbows with the who's who of, of big tech guys. Um, and I knew how they think. And I, I knew how I was treated there as a, as a Christian, as a conservative. For the longest time, I, I hid my beliefs. Um, and I didn't want to live really a double life. I didn't want to have private Andrew, who was, you know, a Christian conservative Republican and uh, public facing uh, tech entrepreneur Andrew, who, you know, was rubbing shoulders with these people who hate me uh, and hate the real me. So I just wanted to be the real me. And I wanted a place where people could speak freely. And um, I started Gab in 2016 to, to do that. At the beginning of this year, we saw what seems like they'd been hankering to do for a while. Big tech had this huge purging. Uh, they had even kicked, which Donald Trump was still the president at the time. They even kicked him off and whatnot. What did that look like on uh, on the Gab side when big tech's purge was happening? Did you see a, an influx of, of users? Yeah, yeah. That was uh, you know January, February were the, the two biggest months in Gab's five-year history. Uh, we had millions and millions of users sign up. Uh, we had our best revenue months ever. Um, and, you know, we had, we had sustained a lot of that growth as well. That's typically what we see is these purges come, you know, every six months or so. And every time that happens, we get a nice bump and increase in, in users. And, um, you know, I'm playing the long game here. So, uh, you know, the, the typical mantra of Silicon Valley is you have to, you know, get tens of millions of users overnight or you're a complete failure. Well, 
that's not how we operate here. We're you know building slowly, building for the long game here, and building up over time as more and more people realize that these big tech companies hate you. Um, they do not share your values. They do not believe in American values, and um, you know Gap does. So uh, Gap is inevitable, is what I like to say. Is is inevitably people are going to wake up and realize what is happening on these big tech platforms, or it's going to happen to them. Uh, you know themselves. They're going to get banned. They're going to get censored, and they're going to say, "Wait a moment." You know, I, I, what am I doing wrong here? Why am I being treated like a child for having a political opinion on the internet? Um, and that's usually when they wake up and start searching for an alternative, and, and we are the, the leading alternative. Can you give me some more insight on the sort of people who are working for big tech? I, I, I think it's safe to say most people, they don't, they don't know who's you know, in, in Google and, and, social, and Facebook and whatnot. What are these people like? What are their values and what drives them? Uh, you know, they have the typical globalist communist uh, mantra. That's that's their value system is, uh, you know, they don't see themselves as American citizens. Many of them are not American citizens. They're a part of the H-1B program. Um, so they do not share American values of, you know, freedom of speech and, um, you know, individual liberty and all these things that we hold dear here in American culture and American society, American law, you know, for hundreds of years. Um, so, you know, when you get people in there that are controlling the flow of information, that are controlling the news, that are controlling the communication platforms for billions of people, um, they're, in, you know, enforcing their values on those people, whether they realize it or not. Um, they do have an inherent bias and they do have a set of values that are totally opposed to American values. They're actually more probably similar to European values around, especially around speech. Um, you know, they want, they believe in things like hate speech, which, you know, the Supreme Court has unanimously ruled is protected by the First Amendment. The Supreme Court doesn't agree on a lot unanimously, and they yeah. unanimously agreed on that. And, um, you know, of course, myself personally, I don't believe that hate speech is a thing. It wasn't even a, a term in our lexicon until the 80s when, you know, communists in academia came up with a term as a way to silence dissent. Um, so that's what we're seeing it be used now, um, you know, across these big tech platforms. But fundamentally, they don't share our American values. They don't share our Christian values that Americans hold. Um, and that's uh, that's a threat to our democracy, as, as the left likes to say. Now, you do get a lot of crap for some of the folks on on Gab. Do you agree with all the folks on Gab? No, you know, it's it's crazy to think that people think that I agree with, you know, 15 million plus people, right? Like, and, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, there's plenty of people on Gab who are anti-Christian, who say really mean things about me and my family and offensive things. And you know what I do? I use the block button just like everybody else uh, can use. Um, and, you know, it's unfortunate that people think that just because there are some people who say offensive things on the site uh, that I personally agree with them or that. Um, it's bad and that the whole site should be taken off the internet. Uh, there's plenty of offensive stuff on Twitter and Facebook. And actually, there's plenty of illegal stuff on Facebook and Twitter. Um, Facebook is one of the, it's actually the single largest platform for child exploitation on the internet, even more so than the dark web, even more so than, you know, porn sites, which is where you think that stuff would primarily propagate. I mean, nobody talks about this. They're allowed to be on the app stores. They're allowed to have banks. Uh, by the way, we've been banned from about four or five banks this year alone. Um, and, you know, most startups, uh, you know, they have the luxury of using third party tools and third party hosting providers and Apple and Google's app stores. We don't have that luxury. We've been banned from dozens and dozens of different service providers, as you mentioned in the start of the segment, email services, hosting providers, you know, payment processors, Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, 
you name it, we've been banned from it over the past five years. And what we did is we just started building our own infrastructure from the ground up. So we have our own bare metal servers. We have our own social network. We have our own web browser. Um, we have our own email service. We, we had to build all of this stuff up just to uh, you know keep the website online. And we did it. And now we are the single most resilient uh, you know, alternative tech platform uh, in the world. It's, it looks like uh, you're set to be so independent where you don't have to worry about being canceled. And it was five, six years of hard, of hard learning, right? <laughs> uh, learning yeah. the, the hard way. You know, it seems like you're a pretty smart guy. You could have probably uh, led a cushy life. Uh, from what I understand, you like the country. You grew up in the, in the, in the Pennsylvania country. I, I could see you hanging out there and wanting a quiet life and whatnot. How did your faith, how does your faith continue to to help you through through this? I mean, there was a point, I think, where you said that there was a crazy mob, like you don't know what I've seen. What have you seen and how has your faith uh, helped you through this? Yeah, I mean, my faith is the the core of what has been able to keep me going over the past five years. And it's really a core driver of why I'm building Gap. You know, the gospel is now being labeled as hate speech by many of these communists on the left. And I'm not going to live in a world where, you know, we're labeling the gospel and banning uh, Bible verses, uh, you know, on the internet. That is absolute madness to me. And if there's going to be one site that allows the gospel uh, message of Jesus Christ to to spread and to be talked about, it's going to be Gab.com. Um, you know, my faith has gotten me through so much. Uh, I face death threats on a regular basis. Uh, they've doxxed my my family. They've gone after my parents, uh, which, you know, they got an, an ISIS bomb threat on their home. They had to shut down the local elementary school you, back in 2016 or Your parents did? Who got an yeah. ISIS? The FBI showed up in my parents' home and, and some nut job out there sent all the local news stations uh, uh, a bomb threat or something on my parents' house. So, you know, my, it's not only me that has faced a lot. It's also it's also my uh, my parents and my immediate family who has been harassed and stalked and threatened by these, these crazy people out there who, you know, don't want a, a place for people to speak freely and have political opinions that differ from them. Um, it's really crazy just the, this world that we live in, but my faith is really my rock um, in, in what gets me through it and what keeps me going. I think most normal people would probably have given up or, um, you know, stopped by now. But, uh, you know, something, you know, the Holy Spirit just keeps me going. It's just keep going, keep building. Um, this needs to exist. Uh, there needs to be a place where people can speak freely and, and uh, information can flow freely outside of, you know, the oligarch control on the, on the flow of information and news and, and communication. That was that was actually going to be my next question. You, this is a, a recurring theme with you: is the oligarch control, the information control, and I understand a lot of, of what you're talking about. It seems like it's a lot of what we've been talking about. But can you kind of go into that and help people explain the danger uh, that the? It's almost like we live in an alter, alternative uh, reality uh, because of this control. That seems to be what I be I'm getting from reading your your blogs on it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I call it the American oligarch regime. Uh, there, it's really easy. There are, you know, a handful of companies, four or five companies that control all of the mainstream media and all of the technology companies uh, where people communicate and get access to news and information. And that's a real danger um, because you have a handful of people that decide what is truth and what isn't, what is news and what isn't. Um, who's allowed to have a voice on the internet and who's allowed to make money on the internet and who isn't. Um, and that is a real problem. And that is ultimately why they attack Gab so much is because they cannot control me. You know, they, they've tried to uh, bribe me and, 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 you know, offer me money and they've tried to threaten me and 
and you know drive fear into me to, to stop doing what we're doing and none of it works and, and that is ultimately why they continue to try and defame me go after my family go after our community try to shut us down try to get us deplatformed is because they cannot control me they cannot control me I don't care I'm not doing this for the money I'm not doing this for power I'm not doing this for fame I'm doing this because someone needs to do it and it's the right thing to do and because it's my patriotic duty uh, as an American to help protect the free flow of information and help protect free speech for not only Americans, but for people all around the world. The most interesting thing, uh, concept that you you write about and, and that apparently seems to be triggering uh, major media is this talk that you have of an economic, of a separate economy. And I think in the, one of your blogs, you call it like Jesus land. By the way, I, I realized Wisconsin is not on the map of Jesus land. <laughs> Just pointing that out. Uh, so this is really, really interesting because you're obviously talking about going further beyond just social media. What is this separate economy and how much, how further, how far along is it? What are you envisioning? Uh, is it all supposed to be all white, all Christian? Uh, set the record straight. No, it's a parallel economy, uh, a parallel economy for anyone who doesn't want to be involved in the woke you know, cancel culture economy, the Marxist, you know, communist economy that we're seeing controlled by, you know, the American oligarch regime. So, you know, it's it's not uh, an ethnic movement. It's it's not even a religious movement. It's it's anybody who just does not want to participate in the existing system anymore. Uh, you want to opt out and you want to go to a different parallel economy. And that's what we're working on building. Um, it starts digitally, but I think it's also more of a local movement. I think this country is way too focused, uh, you know, politically on what's happening in Washington, D.C. and on national politics. And we ignore what's going on in our own backyards. We ignore that our school boards are being subverted, uh, you know, by these uh, tyrants. We ignore that our, uh, you know, city councils and our mayorships are being subverted by these tyrants. So we need to get involved more locally. Uh, it's a localized movement to take back our own backyards first, and then we can work on taking back, you know, our counties, our states, and, you know, ideally then our country. Uh, but this focus on national politics, this obsession with national politics is really distracting from that. So that's, that's one part of it from the political angle. From the economic angle, um, it's about building alternative systems and alternative infrastructure. So, you know, we're building Gap Pay, which is going to be our alternative to PayPal so that people can transact without permission from PayPal, which now has the ADL uh, monitoring transactions there, which is absolutely insane and unprecedented and really a, a, a massive security issue. Um, you know, then we also have Gab Marketplace that we're working on where people can buy and sell things uh, without permission from, you know, eBay or, or Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or any of those guys. Um, we're working on a few other things as well. Gab advertisements. So, you know. Businesses, people can, can uh, businesses who you know want to connect with people who share their values, and people who share the values of the businesses can connect um, and, and exchange in commerce. So that's the the vision for this parallel economy is just you know separating. We also just created a job board, for example, that uh, has uh, jobs and people who are looking for jobs without vax mandates. That's you know this stuff is evolving so fast, and the need for this is evolving so fast that um, you know it's it's almost hard to keep up, but. Essentially, you know, the parallel economy idea and vision is to just create a separate ecosystem or a parallel ecosystem and economy uh, where we can, you know, build up and, and support one another and not have to worry about getting fired for having the wrong political opinion or for refusing to inject yourself in ex with an experimental substance because your employer mandates it. Um, you know, that's that's what we're going to need to do because they're forcing us to do that. Uh, so that's what we're working on building. And uh, hopefully I can inspire some others to start building as well because we can't do it all. Well, yeah, that I was going to ask you about that. Have you heard? Are there other 
uh, people, whether it be of influence or with businesses or institutions who, who want to be part of this. Like, for instance, I don't know, maybe someone who owns a, a, a grocery store chain or uh, a medical facility or whatnot, because it seems like it seems like it's going in a direction where if you're not vaxxed, like you, I mean, the scariest thing is like maybe one day you won't be able to walk into a grocery store and get food, right? At this point, it's not even it's not even too crazy to discuss. I did a recent episode with our publisher from the New American, and he had written an article a year ago talking about how the ultimate plan was digital IDs, and it's all part of a, of Agenda 2030. So, do you hear from other people of influence and uh, who have you know leaders of of entities and institutions who are saying, Andrew? I want to be part of this. Is is there any of yeah. that going on? Absolutely. Yeah. So one of the biggest, uh, you know, I guess, uh, demographics of people that is, is joining Gab right now is doctors, doctors who are expressing dissent for these vaccine mandates or for the vaccines in general, uh, the safety of them. And um, uh, they are leaving their, their uh, you know, I guess, uh, major hospitals and stuff and, and looking to start their own practices. And, um, wow. you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's happening. It's happening right now. And, and you know, we're seeing people also uh, I've had several people reach out that are, are looking at founding new universities, um, you know, based on, uh, you know, religious freedom and individual liberty and free speech and, all, uh, you know, American and Christian values. And um, there are definitely people out there who are starting things. But this is a massive undertaking. This isn't something that you just build in a year. I mean, this is really uh, an ideological movement that we need to set the bedrock and framework of right now and start building. That's what I've encouraged people is like everybody loves whining about big tech censorship and media bias and, uh, you know, this medical tyranny that's going on. Well, stop whining about it and start doing something about it. Start building. And that's what I hope that I can do and, and encourage people to do is because, again, I, I if I could, I would do it all. I would do it all myself, right? I would, I would build all these things myself, but I, I just can't. It's not feasible, at least not right now. So I'm hoping to encourage more people, and, and I am definitely starting to see that. In fact, when we announced the NoVax mandate job board, um, there was two or three entrepreneurs who said, oh, I, I, I built one of these here. Can you help me promote it? And absolutely, I'm going to get the word out about that. One of them is uh, Red Balloon, it's called, um, and it's a Christian entrepreneur who's, ironically, his name is Andrew as well. Um, and he created, you know, a job board for he, he's calling it the free speech job board. And I'm like, this is great because now I don't have to build this. I just used our group feature to help organize people. But someone actually built a legitimate job board uh, that is a free speech job board that, that has this concept that I had in my head. And now, we, uh, you know, I'd have to take my team's time to go and build it. So it's great to see other people building. And I hope to encourage others to, to do that. Well, it's interesting you mentioned uh, action. I don't know how familiar you are, but when the John Birch Society started, the main way we, we operate is education and organization. So we always emphasize we were the first and, and we've been continuing to scream from the top of the mountain of what's really going on with with the oligarchy, you know, with the with this elite uh, internationalists who have their hands in and whether control or major influence, whether it be in, in government and banking and in media and the corporate world and whatnot. We've been saying that and now people are realizing that's going on. But we also emphasize we have our action projects and, uh, you know, just three of them are, you know, save our children from public schools because that would be really, really important to uh, to block the propaganda. We have restored election integrity for obvious reasons. Uh, we launched that at the beginning of the year. I, we should have launched it earlier, but we have been writing about the problem with uh, the encryption mach machine since 1987. We actually have an article in The New American that far back. And then we have Get Us Out of the United Nations, which was one of our first action projects. And uh, that was back in the 60s because we realized the danger of these international entangling alliances. Right. And so what we do is we, we work to educate and then we work 
Uh, we, we try to get folks organized to work within the system, the electoral system. So well, I want to finish off with action. Uh, you, you, you mentioned a series of things that you're doing and whatnot. Maybe someone's listening and they're saying, I don't know, from the, uh, or from the tech expert, what are some real practical things that you would admonish people who are listening and watching to do as soon as possible? Download all of your data from Facebook and then delete your account. That's the number one thing, right? Stop making these people money. These people use their money to influence our elections and to, to rig our elections. They use their money to build these censorship machines to uh, you know, use artificial intelligence to shut you up if you have the wrong political opinion. They've banned the president, a sitting president of the United States from their platforms. Why do you continue to use their platforms and allow them to track you across the internet and track everything you're saying, everything you're doing, and then use that information to sell to advertisers to make money on you? You are the product there. Um, so that is the number one thing that you can do is opt out of the existing system. And then the second thing I would say is look at the brands that you're supporting in the store. Are these brands supporting, you know, cultural Marxism and communism and all these woke propaganda nonsense? If they are, why are you giving them your money? It's very easy to go out there and find alternative businesses or alternative sources of goods and services uh, that are from, you know, built by people that support your values. Support those people. We need to lift up and prop up one another and stop propping up and giving our money and our time and our energy and our data to the enemy. That's the number one thing that you can do. And it's very easy to do. It's much easier than it sounds. So that's that's my advice. And, you know, of course, get on Gab. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Gab.com, right? <laughs> get on Gab. And, uh, and I would say too, on, on the education stuff, I know you guys have done a lot of great work in that. Um, you know, I, I know I'm very familiar with Reconstructionism and, and Rushdie and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, that is also a great thing is get your kids out of these public schools. You know, they're masking our kids. They're, they're now uh, a lot of schools. My, one of my biggest initiatives right now is with colleges because I have people reaching out to me saying I'm a student and my, my college is mandating vaccines and I'm not going to get it. And they've rejected my religious exemption. So what do I do? Um, you know, you, you got to leave. <laughs> you got to stand on your principle. If you all leave. Uh, if we all stand together and they have, they, are they going to fire us all? Are they going to boot us all out of school? Um, we're going to find out. We're about to see the biggest game of chicken in the United States history coming in, in September between all these schools and all these employers that are mandating these vaccines. Are they going to fire us all? Are, you know, are there going to be tens of millions of people that are now unemployed and now out of school? We're about to find out. But I think we need to hold the line and we need to hold steady um, and not give in to medical tyranny. And, and just, you know, it's religious freedom. It's medical tyranny. It's bodily autonomy. It's, it's all this stuff rolled up into one. But the bottom line is that, you know, your employer has no business, uh, you know, in, in your healthcare life. Uh, that is your personal privacy. They have no right to, to mandate you inject anything you want in your body that you don't want. And that is the biggest issue right now by far. Right. Well, is there anything else you want to add, Andrew, before uh, we get out of here? Um, you know, I, I, I think a lot of people right now are fearful and they're in despair. You know, I, I see this. I get messages every day from people saying, I don't know what to do. I'm going to lose my job or I'm going to get you know, court martialed from a military or I'm going to get kicked out of school. Like I don't have any direction of, of what to do. So people are very fearful. They're very uncertain right now. There's a lot of despair. There's a lot of um, you know, people that are, are hurting in, in many different ways. Um, 
But, you know, for, for me, again, it goes back to my faith that God is in control. And I think God has a plan for all this, hopefully to bring us closer to him and to start some sort of revival in this country, because I think that's the only path forward. Um, you know, it's not Democrats or Republicans. I think we need to start putting God first in this country again. And, you know, from the, the goodness and, and the, the revival of this country will stem from that. So keep the faith. And, um, you know, you have more people. You are not alone. That's the, that's the big thing. Many people feel like they're alone. Um, and, and that's how the enemy wants us to think that we're isolated and we're alone and we're the only people that think this way. But, you know, if you get on Gab, you'll find out very quickly that there are tens of millions of other people who think just like you, who share your values and who see what's going on. So just know that you're not alone and, um, you know, good things are happening in the world despite all the bad that's happening right now. Not too long ago, I drove across the country when I was living in Montana all the way down to Atlanta and I met a slew of people. And this was in, in COVID mania during the peak of COVID, COVID mania, you know, where you couldn't really go anywhere without masks or anything like that. And I never did put on a mask. But one thing I realized is like wherever I was in those states, I realized how much more alike that we were and that, you know, the world in America is not all insane. Views that are being pushed on us, the, the Marxists, whether it be cultural or policy wise, I don't think I think we're actually in the majority, man. I really do believe that Uh, I live in a state now that is somewhat of a blue state. And I tell you, uh, I drive around anywhere and you can still see those old American Americana values based on Judeo Christian values. Uh, I, I think it's a sham. I really do. I think it's a sham, this idea that that they're in the majority, that the progressives, the Marxists have taken over. Now, I, I just I think they have some gears and levers at the top and they want to see. This has also always been a Marxist ploy, has been what's called a semblance of, of majority support. I don't think so, man. I really don't think so. And I, I think it's important what you say. It's great to hear. It's like, listen, folks, remember, you're not alone. And what we need to do is we need to uh, create like you are and like others are these centers where we could come together and we can uh, feed off each other's support. And like you said, depend on God. This That was always a... The foundation of the founders, you know, they they have this revisionist history saying, "Oh, the founders weren't weren't Christian." It's like, right. look, that's it's so insane. I have books and books and stacks uh, by the founding fathers, and you know, obviously, not all of them were super Christian. Some of them were just deists and whatnot. But the values, how do you develop a system without the, the, it was developed on Judeo Christian values, and they're and they're liars. And they're liars on multiple fronts. So we really, really appreciate uh, what you're doing, man, and keep it up. Blessings to you, you know. Uh, keep it up and uh, I, I look forward to, to, to catching up and seeing what Gab is up to. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate your no, time. Thanks for coming on, man. Have a good one. You do. Are you concerned with where America is headed? If not, you should be. So let's get busy on solutions. At the John Birch Society, Our staff and members have over 60 years of experience in pushing back on outrageous abuses of government. Our tools are truth and education. Our methods are tried and true with scores of successful operations. Join together with the tens of thousands of members of the John Birch Society nationwide to make a difference. We have professional staff strategically placed all over the nation and will provide the training you need to be a success. We will provide the materials you need to be a success. We will provide the esprit de corps that comes with working in concert with tens of thousands of members nationwide on the same goals. If you want a bellyache and do nothing, don't join because we don't want you. But if you're a patriot, 
and you love our country and want to preserve the blessings of liberty to the next generation, then we need you in the fight today. Not soon, today. Let me clarify, today. Go to jbs.org and get involved right now. And remember, the Constitution is the solution.